0: A spirit at Brian Health. A passion that says we can make it better, stronger, to raise our kids, to build our future, to move forward together. It's time for Brian Health Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. According to the National Institutes of Health, as many as 10% of the U.S. population may have restless leg syndrome. My guest today is Dr. Tim Liskey with Lincoln Pulmonary and Critical Care. Welcome to the show, Dr. Liskey. What is restless leg syndrome, and what does it feel like?
1: Well, restless leg syndrome is uh, actually, there's kind of a continuum of disorders that we include in restless leg syndrome, or at least some people say there's some overlap to some disorders that occur at at night when we sleep called periodic limb movement or periodic limb movement syndrome. However, restless legs is a disorder that occurs almost exclusively during the day. Uh, It usually occurs in uh, adults. It occurs usually later in life, although there are some instances where it occurs uh, very early in life. Uh, And it has uh, a lot of, um, shall we say, reasons for it to occur, but uh, but there's also a very large percentage of, of patients who we uh don't know what causes it and it is a it is a syndrome where your legs as usually your legs although on rare occasions and it can occur in the arms but your legs just feel uncomfortable uh and and uh there are probably at least 20 or 25 different ways this has been described it's been described as creepy uh uncomfortable uh, sometimes pins and needles, sometimes just a vague discomfort. Uh, some people call it, say it's creepy crawly. Uh, it, I just can't get my legs comfortable. Some people even will describe it as it seems like there's something crawling underneath their skin. Uh, and it can occur during the early part of the day. Most of the time it occurs in the evening. seems to get worse as we get closer and closer to bed. And... <clears throat> Other than, uh, and and the most important part about this is it often makes it very difficult to get to get to sleep, and so we see insomnia associated with this.
0: So, who is at risk for restless leg syndrome, and does it run in families? Is there a genetic component to it?
1: Well, um, it seems to occur a little bit more uh, in in females than males. Again, a little bit uh, older population. Um and um it seems like it can run in families uh There have been studies that show that as many as forty to sixty percent of a of a family um, may have restless leg syndrome. However, there has been no genetic marker found for it There's ongoing research there, but we've not found a Specific marker on any gene or anything like this that says, "Oh, if you have this gene, you're going to have restless legs uh the other The other thing about restless legs besides the insomnia is sometimes it can be so severe during the day that it makes it difficult for people to to even sit uh say in uh in a meeting or uh you know uh, concerts movies those kind anytime we're you're supposed to sit still it seems to get worse.
0: Are there certain triggers such as fatigue or stress that can bring it on?
1: We know that the more tired and the more fatigued someone is, it tends to make it worse. Stress probably just associated with the anxiety that can go on, that can occur with stress can oftentimes aggravate this to to the to the point where Anytime you're in a stressful situation, you feel so uncomfortable that you can't even sit down. You have to be up, moving, and so forth.
0: So, how would someone know that they have restless legs, and who would they go see to have it checked out if they do have this uncomfortable condition?
1: Okay, well, restless legs is is almost exclusively what we call a clinical diagnosis. It's a diagnosis where uh, the physician or mid level will take a history and ask the specific symptoms uh you know there's there's been uh one sentence that that seems to occur a lot in in a history taking and and that sentence kind of goes somewhat like this do you have situations where you are supposed to be in a quiet situation uh, or trying to lay down at night to go to bed where you have this uncontrollable urge to have to either move or your legs are very, very uncomfortable. And that seems to be the most important question to ask people, and that can almost make the diagnosis. There is no test that we, that we have pre, at the present time that can diagnose restless leg syndrome.
0: So if you do figure out that somebody has this, how can it be treated and is there a cure for it?
1: Well, uh, there is no cure for it, but one of the most important things that uh, we can do, we often find restless leg syndrome associated with iron deficiency. And if a clinical diagnosis is made of uh, restless leg syndrome, then studies to determine if your iron stores are low and, and uh the iron stores we're talking about are in the central nervous system such as in the brain and there's a te- the particular test that we use is the ferritin level and if it's below a certain level then it would indicate that your iron stores in your brain may not be high enough now you may have normal iron if you do just an iron level but it may indicate that your 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 brain iron is not normal so and And that probably occurs in about forty percent of the cases, so then we would we certainly would suggest that you treat these patients with iron uh but that should be done under careful supervision of a physician because there are certainly some risks involved with taking iron and not really uh having these levels and these and uh this monitored uh so it it needs to be done uh uh, uh, under very careful supervision. Plus, if the iron levels are if the iron stores are low, we have to also be concerned. Is there some reason for the iron to be low? Is there some sort of a GI issue? Are you losing blood somewhere, and that kind of thing? So that needs to be evaluated too. But then, iron treatment uh, is one th- therapy. There are uh, therapies that involve non-medication. Uh, like, uh, sometimes getting up and, uh, walking, uh, if that, and sometimes that's all it takes to settle it down so you can get to sleep. Uh, sometimes warm baths, uh, those kinds of things. There's, uh, one that, uh, I always find very interesting. Uh, a lot of people know, well, let's just put a bar of soap at the foot of the bed. Uh, there's no reason why it should work. Some people swear by it. I, you know, I think that's kind of a uh, an anecdotal, cute little idea, but, uh, you know, but it kind of falls into some of the non-medical treatments. There are medical treatments that can be used, uh, uh, drugs such as Ropinerol and Pamaprexol. Those are drugs uh, that we use for movement disorders. Those need also to be Used uh, and there are certain dosages and so forth, but and those also need to be used under very careful careful supervision of a physician because there are some side effects of those drugs.
0: When do you determine that somebody might need medicational intervention?
1: If you've determined first of all that the iron is either normal or they've low and you've replaced the iron, and then I would probably then move to non medical treatment. But if none of that works and the patient is having a great deal of difficulty just being comfortable, and it and it should be pointed out, most of the time they don't complain of pain, it's just discomfort, then I would move to, to the other medications. Uh, there are medications besides Pamprexol and uh, ropinerol Such as gabapentin, which is uh, and and another one there's neurontin and lyrica and those kinds of things can be used, but again also should be used under uh, the supervision of a physician. So.
0: Is there any way to prevent it if you knew that your mother had it or you're worried that you're going to get it? Is there anything they can do lifestyle-wise? Would exercise or any of these things help to stave it off, as it were?
1: Well, like like I said earlier, there is no cure. There have been uh, small studies that have been done that if it seems like there's a family history, uh, lifestyle certainly: maintaining an ideal body weight, getting adequate exercise, making sure your diet is complete, and so forth. Those are those are just good, healthy living things, and sometimes it it, it makes a difference. We also know that there are other other things that can be associated with it, and some of these things are, uh, say, a traumatic brain injury, uh, other issues with uh, uh, neurologic disorders, like uh, sometimes we see. Uh, neuropathies associated with diabetes, and sometimes there's overlap into what seems like a restless leg syndrome. So anything that we can maintain a healthy lifestyle and those kinds of things certainly are not going to hurt. Again, no cure, and you may not be able to prevent it, but uh, uh, certainly those things are certainly recommended.
0: And in just the last few minutes, Dr. Liske, give your best advice for people that suffer with restless leg syndrome, what you really want them to know, what you tell them every day.
1: Well, first of all, uh, there does not appear to be any association with this disorder with anything else, such as some people worry about Parkinson's disease, dementia, and those kinds of things. There does not appear to be any association with restless legs in these disorders. Uh, Again, uh, most importantly, I think, is making sure your iron stores are and your iron has been checked. Uh, Certainly what you don't want to do is, say, miss a colon cancer because the iron is low, so you need to make sure that uh, that whole aspect of care, iron, uh, bleeding, and that kind of thing are well taken care of, and then uh, if we do have to go to medications, make sure you you take your medications, uh, because it uh, it's very important. There does seem to be sometimes, especially in severe cases, you have to maintain and make sure you take your medications because if you kind of start and stop them, in severe cases, that is, uh, it sometimes makes it more difficult to control.
0: Thank you so much for being with us today. And talk to your doctor if you think you might have restless leg syndrome. For more information, you can go to brianhealthorg slash restless leg. That's brianhealthorg slash restless leg. You're listening to Brian Health Radio. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.